0: From Relay FM, this is the Pan Addict episode 486. Today's show is brought to you by Pan Chalet, Squarespace, and Camero Industries. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike, how are you? I'm good. I'm tri- I was tripping all over myself there. I don't know if people would have guessed that from the way I did the intro. <laughs> I've already redone it, so I figured I would just live with it, but. For some reason, I, I don't know who I was introducing. I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on. So i tell you mm-hmm. some, two things have happened today that might be setting me up weird. Uh, it's an hour early for me at the moment, right? Right,
1: right. Yeah, we're in the the time warp stage yep. right now. Yep.
0: And I got totally lost with time today, and I had lunch before we recorded, and I have not had my second coffee of the day, which I would usually <laughs> have had by the time we started. So I think that the mixture of all of this stuff has left me left me in a real bit of a pickle.
1: Yeah, well, you and me both, so this show could go completely off the rails because my time management was poor because I was up till 1 a.m. cheering uh, my Atlanta Braves on to their World Series championship, so I got about five hours of sleep. So while technically I'm feeling good right now, you know there's a crash coming, and I've tried to prop myself off with as much coffee as possible, but uh, we'll see. So I think we're probably in the same boat today.
0: It's going to be a fun one. Mm -hmm. Or a weird one. Or a bad one. I mean mm, a kind of I, mean, I guess it depends they're never, they're never bad. They're just nah. different.
1: All options are on the table today.
0: Talking about on the table, what's on your table mm. right now?
1: Uh literally on my table within arm's reach, actually, let's change that. In my hand right now is the new Lami Safari, white and red, special edition that I don't know what's special about it oh, other than other than fast. it's cool. We yeah, it about did come that last fast. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we talked about it launching last week. It, it was a just a fact. Like it's a given I'm going to buy this pen. Like I don't have to think about this. I love the Lamy Safari. I love the Lamy Safari more than all the other entry level pens. I wish I could ex- totally explain that because I agree that it's not a pen for everyone, but for me it's just really really great. Um so it's the white glossy barrel. It it, it honestly for Lamy Safari fans it's not that special, right? <laughs> it's like okay. a white barrel we've seen a thousand times, a red clip we've seen a bunch of times, uh, a red round finial, which we've seen a bunch of times. The only thing that's slightly bif- bit different is a red barrel ring, but not even that's not different. Like it's confusing what's special about it, but yeah. it's special in that it's mine and I wanted it. And I think it like really, really sets, Um, it, it, it's a good lamy pen but it should be a standard pen right like it's not like completely special the i got it with an extra fine steel nib i inked it up with the black cartridge that it came with mike i i didn't go special ink on this i wanted to get a black ink in the rotation because i'm in the midst of a a writing project which we'll talk about later and i didn't have a black ink inked up and i like lamy's black ink so if people are looking for a standard black ink um you could, you could do worse than Lamy black. Um, you know, pilot black's probably my number one choice for that, but popping in the Lamy black cartridge, easy to do. The only thing Mike so far, and I've mentioned this a while ago and I've done this with Kaveco, and I need to do this with Lamy because those are brands I love, but sometimes the stock nib is not the best. This extra fine nib is just wide. Like it it just is like, and that's not anyone's fault. Like that's just how these nibs are made. It's a wide, extra fine nib, and I would like it to be finer. So I need to do the thing mm-hmm. where I pay more to get the nib worked on than the pen is worth, but I will actually use that nib in multiple pens as I move them around. Right. So if I want to switch my Lamy Safari to like the Lamy, you know, dark lilac or the petrol or whatever. Lamy that I want to use at the time, I can just swap the nib like real quick and, you know, get a really, really perfect nib for me, which is what I do with a lot of my Kafeikos. Secondly, I inked up for the first time in a long time a Pilot Vanishing Point, specifically the Bungu Box Energia edition. Um, Mike, if you hadn't seen that, I need to get a link in the show notes. I've got in, one. You uh, it's have. very
0: hard to find because Bung Box don't have it on their website anymore. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you posted a Tuesday tool set at one point with a bunch of yeah. pictures of it. So I put that in there.
1: It's this really unique Bung Box pilot collaboration where they did kind of an orange. It looks like the surface of the sun, mm-hmm. right? I wouldn't call it marbled necessarily, mm-hmm. but it looks like if you got, took like a really, really close up of close-up picture of the sun and and wrapped it around a pen barrel. That's what this looks like. So it's orange and it's great. I also went cartridge with this one, Mike. It was a big, big cartridge week at the the pen attic household, getting ready to um, ink up some new pens because I have a Pilot orange cartridge that I can put in here. So Pilot has, they've had this product for a while, but they're just kind of pushing in it and I'll have to get the exact name of it, but they actually have a marker style pen, a refillable marker style pen that's very overpriced it's like 16 bucks for like a felt tip marker tip pen but then you can use fountain pen ink cartridges in and they put all the colors out for you to use at all their stock colors like the law the orange and the turquoise and the purple and different things like that so i just bought some cartridges that came out with that, popped it in this pen. It's great. Pilot Pilot's orange is, is really, really good. I don't know if you've ever used that. I know you use the Pilot purple cartridges pretty frequently.
0: Yeah, and red. I didn't even know they had uh, orange, but I've used the purple and the red.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's funny that they don't necessarily promote them with all their fountain pen products, but hey, we got a little marker here that you can refill. Oh, by the way, look at all these fountain pen cartridges in cool colors. I wish they just have that as, as normal. So I inked up a bunch of pens this week. I'll have a bunch of pens in use. And I um, those were kind of the two favorites of mine to get into use that I've been using separately from my writing project. Like I took podcast notes today with the Lamy Safari, and that's kind of my go-to pen other than, you know, whatever I'm using for writing uh, today. An interesting thing that has transpired since we last kind of went through the things that we're using is I've transitioned my William Hanna planner into a William Hanna notebook to where like next year, I'm going to use a Hobonichi cousin for my planner. Yeah. I read
0: about this in refill and we haven't spoken mm-hmm. about this. And I think at some point we need to speak about this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll just, we'll do a whole planner thing and a whole William Hanna thing uh, before, but the, the weird thing, and I, I guess it's a good thing about the William Hanna, uh, is I want to use this because the product is so nice, right? I like the the construction of the cover. I like the disc-bound system. So what I did was what I'd always intended to do with this system is to buy a hole punch that would allow me to use other papers and put them in this disc-bound system. So we actually had a question. I was looking uh, for topic suggestions today, and we had a uh, a question uh from Bob it says notebook or loose paper currently in use. And this is all loose leaf paper that I have punched and put into my William Hanna and and use the dividers to separate them so I can have all these papers at the same time and kind of test them out however I want to do it. So I have the Mormon croquis, I have the life bank paper, I have the Kakuyo A5 copy paper like the the ream of 500 sheets that's a, a really good paper i have the writing pad from the well-appointed desk which has the sleek writing paper in it and i have claire fontaine triumph so i've been able to take this william Hanna and make it into just this you know conglomerate notebook and have all these different papers and play around with i've already How used, are you like, breaking them up uh th- there's dividers that actually shipped nice. with the william Hanna. Nice. So like there's a like I have a bunch of different color dividers. What I don't have is tabs. I mean, I can tell the difference between the papers, but I'd still probably like to have some little I can get some little removable tabs um to to use with it to say, "Hey, this is the life bank paper and" but i i kind of i know which section they're in and i know what they look like and it's funny some of these are different sizes i was thinking oh look at all these a5 pads i have and out of this list of 5 i think like two of them like the life bank paper is smaller than a5 the well appointed desk paper was never meant to be A5, but it's like longer, so it kind of sticks out the notebook. But it like that kind of gives it the character that I wanted anyway, right? It's just this randomness. Now it's
0: a mishmash. You got to have stuff sticking out of it, things folded into it. Like now that's kind of making sense. So <laughs>
1: I mean, I already have that anyway with all my notebooks, are generally like that, because I usually have um, a piece of blotting paper like any extra sheets with the notes i have a notebook with a different pad stuck in it right now so yeah i am um, i'm a little pack rat when it comes to notebooks i i don't mind you know just kind of shoving other things in there so it's kind of a natural transition for the william Hanna. and that way like if i want to do something specific with a specific type of paper um that I could just grab that, turn over to the section, grab that sheet that I want, and and go to town. The only thing I'm really missing that I, I want to add is, tomoe river, and I just haven't uh gotten my sheets yet to mm. to that are that size. I think I have some A4 sheets that I might just cut down to fit into there. Um, I have some I'm a, so I can have some uh, 52 GSM tomoe river to to test against as well. So, that's kind of my general setup. Of course, I have plenty of other things going. My journal, my writing. Um, we'll talk about that. But those are kind of the products that I'm really, really getting into right now. I'm just I'm just ecstatic about Lamy Safari's mic and I'm happy to have a vanishing point back in the rotation for probably the first time in a year. Um so yeah, it's good. I, I'm a I'm a happy stationary
0: user today. I'm not very good for this uh <laughs> question at the moment, at least.
1: Well, I think it's a timing thing, right? Yes. Yeah, it's a timing thing, and and people will understand why momentarily.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a b- very big company boy right now. <laughs> um, so I'm using my my notebook is a prototype product that I can't talk about yet because I have no idea if or when it'll ever be a real product. But I desperately want it to be, and I'm working incredibly hard on it, including like I'm visiting a, uh, like a printer tomorrow. Like, I'm actually going mm-hmm. to a printer to have a conversation, mm-hmm. which is the first time I've done that, which I'm excited about. Um, so, hopefully, at one point in the mid-future, I'll be able to show this product. Um, I'm also using a first-off-the-line Cortex-branded Mark One pen from Studio Neat. Ooh, um, you already have one. I have one. Um, I actually have four but ah, to, just two. prototypees. they're not prototypes they are oh, the it's final done. It, and, nice. and these are the first four of them that are com- well that have been sent out they're all complete um these are going to be available later on this year so kind of towards the end of the year uh, i've i'll put a link in the show notes to um an instagram story highlight where i show people what it is but it is Going to be a this is like pen addict listeners are getting the real like first uh, Mm -hmm. uh, information here, but because I just figure you know care about it the most probably. It it, we're doing the black ceramic from the Mark One with a laser engraved Cortex logo on the side, and the knock is a very dark gray kind of black PVD coated, yeah, um, on on the knock so. They're going to be on sale later on this year in very limited numbers.
1: I love when you go to the story. I love, I love any knock activation sounds oh, yeah. in mean, any stories. And the course. the Mark one has a has a really nice one that uh, Tom and Dan designed themselves after testing out you know the the popular Schmidt mechanism that a lot of people use and and it kind of like failing the test. They had decided to make their own, and it's just a nice chonker, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it fits the pen perfectly.
0: Yeah, we did a lot, We've done a lot, What this has been a long time in the making, um, and uh, we were a little bit constrained about how many we could make, but I hope that, uh, well, people will enjoy it, it will be available later on. I think, actually, as well, talking to Studio Neat, I think today they have a another limited edition available.
1: Oh, wow. So, they on it. Hashtag wonderful. manufacturing.
0: Yep. So... Big Maker Boy mic. But it's not the only thing I'm using. I'm also using uh, my 3776 Galaxy Satellite with the cross-point stack nib uh, from CY of Tokyo Inklings. What ink is in this one? Which one one was this? Oh, it's a green. Hold on. Let me consult my note, Brad.
1: Mm -hmm. Is it on like an... Do you use like an A three size sheet of paper when you write with this nib? <laughs> Is that the that's yeah. the new product you're making? Mike's making an A2 A two notepad. It's,
0: it's a stacked nib notebook. <laughs> uh, no. uh, I, I'm using Akamon twenty eight.
1: Oh yeah, shoot! Yeah. One of the best things ever. One of yeah, maybe in my top five all time inks. If not, Great ink. like top three.
0: I keep coming yeah. back to it like time and yep. time again. I come back to it. I mean, it yeah. helps because I have so much of it cuz their bottles are I massive.
1: Mean, yeah, 60 ml. Not outrageous, not as big as they used to be, but uh in, in the olden days, but that was before our times even. So, getting the, mm-hmm. the, the the really huge ones, but you cannot I mean, for 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 me, you can't do better than that. Although I am using a uh Grafon Fabricastel Viper Green right now. Which has a, a, it's a, it's a bright green as well. It's got a little less character, a little less yellow than the Mm -hmm. Huff Quartier Groen, but uh, it's probably like my number two, but uh, number one is, is irreplaceable for me. And that's Sacrament number 28. So very cool. Love it. Good job.
0: All right. So should we take a break?
1: We should. I we have a you know this is one of those all over the place uh, episodes. We got a lot of little topics to talk about that uh, I want to dig into a little bit more. But I I'm glad to hear you got some stuff in the works. I'm, I'm interested, so that's why I like to catch up. We don't we don't talk a lot offline. I mean we do talk a lot mm-hmm. between episodes. But man, Mike dropping it on me today. I love it.
0: I'm busy, man. I've got a lot. i can I've got, hear it I got in your lot, voice i got a lot of irons in the fire and i was <laughs> yeah, saying to brad before like it's a constant like making this stuff is a constant like every time you, i think it's like a whack-a-mole right yeah yeah like, yeah you know i was like oh if there's one thing i know how to make it's this thing it's like oh you sent a file and it's all wrong and it needs to be changed it's like, why? <laughs> why is this happening i don't understand why this is happening
1: Hey, before you read the ad, let me to say something that, that wasn't in the notes since we're giving the business updates. Knock yeah. shipping. Yeah. Uh, I'm like halfway through. I know that doesn't mean anything to anyone without numbers, but mm-hmm. there was like well over 800 and something orders uh, that came in. So like I've got it down to like 400 and something. So I appreciate y'all's patience. I, I know um, I know it's taken me a while, but it's, it's a big project to, to get through. So another two, three weeks, we'll we'll get that down to zero and then uh we'll we'll have a a inventory and a a repush of products and that'll probably be you know getting getting down to the to the studs as they say mike
0: this episode is brought to you by Pen Chalet. They sell the very best products from all of your favorite brands. Whether you're looking for a new fountain pen, maybe you want a new ballpoint, maybe you want a carrying case, a pen holder, some refills, maybe you're looking to shop from Pelican, maybe you want something from Sailor and kaveco It doesn't matter what you're looking for, they have all the products that you want from all of the brands that you're looking for. They're always running fantastic discounts. Every couple of weeks you can go and find more great products and discounts, as well as new styles of products being added to Pen Chalet all the time. They have really fast, really reliable, great customer service, and they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee on their high-quality products that they sell to you at the lowest prices they can. They do international shipping with great shipping rates, and they do free shipping on orders of over $50 in the U.S. So, as a Pen Addict listener, you can get 10% off anything at any time at Pen Chalet. if you go to penchalet.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password Pen Addict. This is where you get that code, as well as access to some special offers just for Pen Addict listeners, which this week... What do we got, Brad?
1: Right out the gate, I haven't seen this Conklin All-American demonstrator, but I like demonstrators with mm. the gunmetal hardware. So this has the dark clip, the dark nib, and it looks really really cool and the price is really really inexpensive. Like it's a steel nib, steel nib pen but for like you know, in the the 60 buck range. <laughs> it's kind of kind of crazy. And then right below it, I haven't noticed these um leonardo memento zeros that mm-hmm. Penchalet does some exclusives from time to time and i have one from the past like a turquoise and black one but these are two ebonite uh ebonite barrel models like a, a yellow ebonite um and a rosewood ebonite that the price on these is if you've been considering a memento zero and you want kind of a cool different one and like, this is your style and taste. You're not going to find anything better than this, to be perfectly honest, um, at, at that price point and at, at that cool factor. So I just think it's really, really great. And um, yeah, just going down the list, like the Platinum Presidents in there, there's just all kinds of cool stuff in there. But I'd, if you're in the Leonardo market, I'd really con, consider uh, jumping on that one because that's, a, that's a not beatable.
0: Yeah, there's there's some good interesting stuff here as always. At always, those great prices. So go to penchale dot p e n c h a l e t dot com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website. Use the password penaddict, and you will get the discounts that you want and access to these wonderful products. Our thanks to pen our thanks to pen for their continued support of this show and Relay FM.
1: And I'd also like to thank Penaddict as well, just because I mean, this is a good show.
0: Is that what you thought I was going to say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think I just I just stumbled on the show in Pen Chalet. Yeah. I mean so that's just how I this show no is gonna be today. Pen right? addict. I have none, mm. zero mm. zero thanks for Pen Addict today. Okay. Okay.
1: Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Make sure you sell all your stuff today, but you know, your call.
0: You know I'm part of this right. <laughs> <laughs> There's the name of this show as well as your website.
1: <laughs> I just like making Mike angsty. That's one of my favorite things to do, especially when he's... Mike's teetering on the edge today, so let's see see how far we can push you. (laughs) So I'm going to put you on the spot, Mike, because I already know the answer to this. Fountain Pen Day is this Friday, Mike. What are you buying?
0: Oh, I don't know, man.
1: You're buying nothing. We know you. I mean, I know
0: stuff that I... There are like a couple of things that I do want, but... I am. I am not buying, and I don't have any plans to buy anything at the moment. I hear you. I hear you. Like so, what I really want is is one of those uh, Jonathan Brooks uh, Leonardo pens. Mm, That's I keep. Fancy. You know, I, many times I have gone to buy one, and for whatever reason, didn't. <laughs> or haven't, and That's I continue fair. to regret it every time I see pictures of them. So
1: there's always more. You never have to buy anything. Yeah, but, but it's not
0: always the same colors. That's I what. know. Well,
1: I mean, maybe there'll be a better color maybe well, there will be a better
0: color. Yeah. what a great outlook yeah. yeah
1: that's 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 been my outlook on stationery for the past 2-3 years now mm-hmm. is you don't have to have everything now and even if you think this is the perfect option there might be a more perfecter option later mm-hmm. so that's that's my philosophy these days that said if you are in the market fountain pen day fountain pen day is coming this friday It's the first friday of november and this is the 10 year anniversary of our good friends carries idea all these years ago to have a day where a stationery lovers celebrate fountain pens and what it started it started off really small and carrie would you know ask his friends and some retailers like hey do you want to like participate in this and i'll send you out some swag to to put in with your orders and i just kind of want to have this celebration of writing um on these days and now it's become like probably an overwhelming thing to manage with like every retail. This is basically like a, a, like a a shopping holiday for a lot of retailers, like a, a, you know, a black Friday, Christmas time shopping where a lot of retailers will do some of their biggest sales and events around fountain pen day, which is, is kind of cool that it's like, Hey, I know that guy that kind of got all this ball rolling and now it's just like unstoppable going downhill. Mm -hmm. So We'll have a link in the show notes. If you're not familiar with Fountain Pen Day, you can go to fountainpenday.com and check out, you know, what it's about. Um, you know, it's not necessarily about consumerism, like, right, we all, you know, like our sales and deals, and there'll be a lot of things to to look at and check out from retailers. But it's really about using your products, using your pens, ink up your favorites, you know, write in your notebooks and just kind of, you know, be part of of your own little little stationary party at home and enjoy fountain pen day on on Friday. I think it's really great. So um I might participate. I don't know that I've bought anything actually on Fountain Pen Day ever. I, I don't know. Like I generally like I'm content with like the things that I have and then I have a short list of products I'm eyeballing. I might actually um get into buying something for myself, depending on what things look like. I'm actually not going into like the sales with like any plan, but I'm going to look around. Like I haven't been to any pin shows this year, but I've, I've managed to buy several pins that I wanted just online. And you know, I got a short list I might be poking around, you know, maybe, maybe it's time to break down and get the Scribo Piuma because I can get them um from our good friends at Penchalet with the extra extra fine nib which is the only one that I would consider um uh, these days I I need I need the mm. the EEF or the XXF however you would like to to discuss it after I just complained about the Lamy extra fine being far far too wide extra extra fine. for me I I'm they are, they have a stock extra extra fine option extra, extra fine I've been I've been tempted for months and maybe maybe I find a good enough deal on Fountain Pen Day to actually pull that trigger but really I'm just going to I don't really need anything I am going to poke around and uh because I'm kind of in I've got an itchy trigger finger Mike you know and it it might require some uh some stationary healing to to fix that up. Stationary <laughs> healing. <laughs> when I get that feeling. Uh I need stationary healing. There you go. So, we've done it again. We've done it again. <laughs> we've incorporated another real worm into the show. <laughs> Don't sing that one, please. Um one thing <laughs> that I realized. <laughs> 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 One of the things we can transition this right into the next topic. Okay. Um, I was going to mention that I might need some new notebooks. Um, because i got into my writing project my my currently unnamed as yet unnamed writing project for november i really kind of needed to give it a name because i'm tired of saying my writing project Brad because bro it's, it's not bro i know right i don't need like i i tested one out yesterday on instagram okay. it didn't didn't really stick didn't what stick the it? landing what was it? uh scribo rhymo Ah, okay. That is pretty good. That okay, uh, is pretty good. pretty good. So someone someone in the Twitch chat came up with it. I was like, yeah, hey, I'm down with that, but it's not Scroll it's around. it's it's not sticky. It's not sticking." Um and it doesn't you know, none of these things roll off the tongue. So you know, and it doesn't need it doesn't need a name, but since I keep talking about it, I'd like to refer to it as a thing, right? What about
0: cuz you're copying, right? Yes. So it could be co, right? Mm-hmm, We've got crow right. in there. Mhm. Um Copy.
1: I mean, it could it could really be Nano Como National Novel Copying Month.
0: There you go, you got it, Nano Como.
1: Yeah, so Nano Como. My, I like that my my one Nano, too. M- my Nano Como project um, is going. It's going. <laughs> like I think that's it. <laughs> it's good. It's, it has begun. It is moving. So I'm I'm learning a lot so far in the way I use products, the way the commitment is to to this project. So. If you just happen to be picking up the, the podcast this week, I am taking the month of November to handwrite a book that I've already read. So I'm copying the text from a book that I've already read. The book is called The Bone Weaver's Orchard from our good friend Inkwell Monster, Sarah Reed, that writes for the pen Attent, A book I've already read. So it's essentially a reread, except this time I'm literally writing every word in the book into a notebook using my pens.
0: What made you pick this book?
1: um, That one that I'd already read it, two that I liked it and and would consider rereading it again, and three, it's not a thousand pages long. (laughs) So it fits into like kind of the word count that I want to try to hit by the end of the month, which is around 50,000 words, and this book's like 56,000 words, so... It's just kind of a good match and a good good feel and something that I would enjoy rereading as I copy it right because mm. I I could there's no way I could copy a new book i I think I would just I would fail I would that would be too frustrating because I would read the book as I'm going and then reread it to copy it at the same time and it would just be like a catastrophe because what this project really is is a time management project which a lot of projects are. But this one's to the extreme, which is why I just kind of jumped in with both feet in that if I'm going to hit a 50,000 word goal by the end of the month, I need to write, you know, around 1,600, 1,700 words a day. And in my first couple of days, I was trying to figure out, okay, like I didn't like pretest any of this. There was no like spring training or practice mode, right? I just started I picked up my notebook on November 1st and started, so I don't didn't know how many words I could write. Um, you know, per per page or or how much time those words would take. So I spent the first day kind of figuring that out and it looks like I'm getting about 300 handwritten words a page. And so, you know, 5 pages will get me 1500 words, which is kind of in the ballpark. And it takes me about 24 minutes to write a page. So it's about two hours to get 1,500 handwritten words copied onto a page. Um, two hours a day is a m- enormous chunk of my day, right? So, mm-hmm. and I knew this going in. I knew it, that was kind of my, my mental math just thinking about it before I was going into it, that it was probably going to take like a good two to three hours a day. How will I accomplish that? Um, I'm still figuring that part out. Um, but just to to circle back the the transition, the the notebook I picked was a uh, story supply thick plot notebook that I bought from our good friends Vito and Gabe back in Atlanta, like 2019, probably the last time we were there and it'd been sitting on my shelf, but I was going through my, se- my, my shelf that I actually had very few like traditional a five size notebooks that I, that would have been good for this project. Like that were new unused. So that's what I was saying. I might shop for a new notebook or two. So if y'all have some A5 notebook suggestions that aren't, you know, Masubi or Midori, which are like my two favorites, which I, so I purposefully didn't use those because I have those and I've used them recently. um, I'm all ears. I'd love to hear what what y'all are using if you're, if you've discovered
0: anything. Do you plan to fill up the book before you switch?
1: This notebook before I switch to a new notebook? Uh Uh-huh. I think so that's that went into this the whole math beforehand I think the book will fit into this notebook singularly and like it'll contain this this notebook will contain the entire I'll be able to copy the entire book into this notebook is that what you're asking me
0: No like cuz you're saying you're looking for other book suggestions
1: Oh yeah yeah I'm looking for other notebook suggestions
0: Yeah so that's what it, so it seems like that you are willing to... Is this for the...
1: Oh, no, just for the future. Just, like, I need some things on my shelf to use for later projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: sorry, I misunderstood that.
1: Yeah, my bad. My bad. No, so I was just saying, like, I actually have, for all the things, all the stationary stuff that I have, I don't have traditional hardbound-ish A5 notebooks on my shelf to choose from if I wanted to do this type of thing. So I was—that's what I was just saying. Like on on Fountain Pen Day, I might shop around for some new A five notebooks because that's not something I have. Um. So yeah, just checking that out.
0: If we go back to um, Nanocomo mm-hmm for a minute. So by looking at your Instagram, it seems that you are, you're you're copying from a digital source, right? Yes. Interesting. S-
1: So, I have a hard copy of this book, although I couldn't find it, but I never intended to use the hard copy of this book because when I write in my notebook, I generally write with two hands, if that makes sense. So, two
0: hands on the pen. Yes. Yeah, two hands on the pen.
1: That's that's why I need new notebooks, because I can only get like three words on the page. <laughs> and I'm using crayons. <laughs> but I always have, you know, my right hand is writing and my left hand is always placed like on the book, like yeah, pushing holding. it down, I, holding I, something. I do this a lot too. Yeah, like I think it, I'm, probably I'm most it. people do. Yeah. 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 So I can't also like manipulate... A, uh, a physical book at the same time. I, I would, I would lose my mind in those transitions and keeping up with where I'm at. So this is good to where I'm just able to have like my iPad propped up with the Kindle version of the book. And then I just like look up and down and up and down as I go through and can track where I'm going much better. And I don't have to, to manage a a physical copy of the book while I'm copying the book. So yeah, definitely digital Um, I decided that pretty early on that that would be a mistake to try to just do the physical copy. Um, the writing process is good. I had a real, real trouble the first day because I was questioning like every decision I made, right? Like Mm -hmm. in starting it, like, okay, like starting, it's the hardest part, right? The first page probably took me like an hour just because I was like, is this the right pen? Did I choose the right notebook? You know, did I, am I... Is the format I'm writing in what I want to proceed with as I go through the book, right? Am I, am I doing the right layout, you know? So I had all this just circular logic going on to where I wasn't getting anywhere, And then by the time I hit like about the third page of writing, it it had become like this meditative thing, right? To where I was just in and going. And I was like, all of a sudden, like that page was done. I was like, oh, okay, that wasn't bad. I mean, okay, 30 minutes vanished, (laughs) but it wasn't that bad. It was like, I'm accomplishing things. So what I'm figuring out real quickly is if I don't get, even though this is, we're only on day three, I have to have a morning session to get in as much as possible. So I'm basically getting up, you know, waking up, you know, checking on the family, getting the kids off to school, getting some coffee, and opening the notebook and book and starting to copy. Because if I don't get a good chunk done in the morning, I don't know when the next chunk is going to be, right? If I could get all of it done in the morning, that would be great. Um, But I'm going to have some opportunities at night here coming up soon to, to spend an hour or so at night writing as well. And I need to figure out a way to like bank time, right? Because it's a very I've already seen how much time it takes to me each day to just be at level par, right? To just like hit the most basic of goals takes a huge amount of time. So if you fall behind, like the the cumulative effect of falling behind it is just going to be a dagger in the whole project because I, I really do want to try to finish it on time so we'll have to see if i like can do some extra time like i don't have a lot of extra time right now because of the knock shipping is taking all my extra time so trying to figure that out um the other thing i'm trying to figure out is my posture and grip That turns out to be a real issue when you're just sitting at a desk writing for, like, an hour-plus session, right? I have noticed, like, I have terrible posture. I end up hunching over the notebook. I end up with my legs, like, underneath my seat in the chair, you know, just kind of all, you know, convoluted instead of, like, having, you know, my feet on the ground and my back straight and my, my... grip pressure loose and things like that. So I'm constantly like having to stop myself and train myself to, to have the right, correct posture and the correct, um, the correct hand pressure. That's, that's going to be a good learning experience through this to see if I can change like some of my bad, like physical habits um, like that. But mm. as far as the actual, the writing part, I'm loving that. Mm. Um, like I said, it really is meditative you know, I'll have like if you look at one of my spreads on Instagram, like on those two pages, you might see like 600 words or something, and like I won't make a single like copying mistake. You know, it's it's easy to kind of get ahead of yourself or you know make write a typo, but I'll go for pages and pages without typos. Then yesterday afternoon, I was trying to to squeeze in some writing, and some I had to worry a
0: typo. Is it?
1: Yeah, no, not technically, not technically. Righto. But you know, I'll scratch uh, a right right righto. and I'll, and I'll scratch it out, and I'll scratch it out, and it'll be annoying. But like, I was trying to get in some time yesterday before I went and picked up the kids, and like, I was worrying about, you know, what time did I need to leave to go pick up my daughter from school, and I made like three mistakes in the span of like a mm. hundred words. Right. Mm. So when you're in the flow, it's it's kind of nice to to you, you just go. And I'm enjoying. I'm really this sounds silly, but I'm like really bonding with the pens that I'm using. Like I'm getting to know them. Yep, I was like, okay, yep, yep. like this angle is better for this pen, or this grip position is better for this pen because I'm trying to at least switch pens every day, if not more, but uh, like I'm not committed to one. Like if I get one out and I start writing with it and I don't like the, the ink combination that I've picked, I'll switch, you know, I'm not rigid about that, but um, yeah. so far so good, I think. But, I realized real quick how precarious the schedule is. Yep. So I would like to bank some words ahead of time, like in this first week, but like I, I'm not there yet. Like I was short probably like 100, 200 words last night just because like I stayed up late watching the Braves game and I wasn't going to write while I was doing that. But, you know, that's that stuff's gone now. So I'll have some some time to hopefully over the next week get slightly ahead so I don't have to like worry about when it comes around to the end of the month, you know, like around Thanksgiving and, you know, other obligations and, you know, kids out of school and things like that. So, so far so good, very positive um, thoughts about this so far, but still trying to figure it out, especially as far as like the, the physicality of, of doing this, um, which I didn't even consider, right? Like I, it was no consideration. It's like, Hey, make sure your posture is good. And your writing form is good because it's gonna show up if it's not, you know, 30 minutes into your day that you're you're gonna start feeling terrible like physically. So yeah, it's uh it's a good learning experience so far, but I'm I'm digging it.
0: All right, let's take our second break and thank Squarespace for their support of this episode. Squarespace is the only one platform to build your online presence and run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, they've got you covered. Squarespace combines cutting-edge design and world-class engineering to make it easier than ever for you to establish your home online and make your ideas a reality. They have everything that you need to create a beautiful and modern website. You start with a professionally designed template and use drag and drop tools to make it feel like your own. You can customize the look and feel settings, products you have on sale and more with just a few clicks. And all of Squarespace websites are optimized for mobile, so your content will automatically adjust to look great on any device. You get free unlimited hosting, top of the line security and dependable resources to help you succeed. There's nothing to patch or upgrade. They have award winning 24/7 customer support. You can quickly and easily Grab a unique domain name. Take advantage of SEO and email marketing tools. Everything you're going to need is right there. You can use Squarespace to turn your big idea into a new website. Showcase your work of a portfolio. Publish an next blog post. Promote your business. Announce an upcoming event and so much more. What I love about Squarespace, one of my favorite things is their, um, their iOS app. Like I had to make a change on one of my Squarespace websites yesterday. And I just used the iPad app. I could go in, make the edit that I wanted. Really easy, nice and simple. So, go to squarespacecom penaddict for a free trial right now with no credit card required. Then, when you're ready to launch, use the offer code penaddict to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's slash penaddict. And when you sign up, use the offer code penaddict to get that 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of this show and all of Relay FM.
1: Emergency pod time, Mike. <laughs> I I love our good friends at Tokyo Inklings keeping us up to date with all the stationary news in Japan, which is really like the most important segment for me personally. Like I love, you know, like all the products and um, everything in the stationary world in Japan, it's just like the place to be. So our good friends CY and Jacob dropped an emergency pod uh, last (laughs) week (laughs) Uh, about a, a Tomoe River uh, news. So, there has been some movement in the Tomoe River world in that uh, the the parent company Tomoeigawa has sold what's essentially, as far as listening to to Jacob and see why I discuss this, essentially the trademark and naming rights to Tomoe River paper. Like this is a transaction uh, of just like trademark and inventory, right? And no like machinery. You know, manufacturing space, any of that stuff, to a company. I believe the company is called Sanzen, who is in the paper business and is owned by an even larger paper company, like a a really large paper company, according to Jacob. Just you know, size and scope wise, compared to yeah. what uh, Tamagawa is. So, if you're really into this stuff, the Tomoe River paper stuff, you should go listen to Tokyo Inklings and and like get all the ins and outs of the goings on. Um, CY and Jacob do a, a great job. So I just I wanted to point that out. Like this is all of their their information. I'm just passing along. I'm not gonna go too much into detail, but I did have some thoughts about what they talked about. In that I guess the best way to say it is this CY hit it the point towards the end of the podcast. And I think he has it right in that why keep the name Tamoe River? Because whatever this new company produces, and Jacob and Cy are both positive—not uh, positive in like this is a fact—but have a positive outlook on the new that the new purchaser has been working with Tomoeigawa for some time to get essentially the formula right, to get the process right, to make Tomoe River paper. So, to Cy's point, which I agree with. No matter what they do, it's not going to be Tomoe River paper, in my opinion. So here's the opportunity to lean into the change, saying, yeah, we bought the name because we love the brand and we'd like to publish, you know, we'd like to manufacture more. But the results will be this new brand that we're gonna come out with that we hope to match the original Tomoe River paper.
0: Right, but it's now, not a new brand it's this this the brand is the same, but the product will be different.
1: Yes. So can you keep calling it Tomoe River Paper? And it's also like a two part conversation because our side of the conversation as stationary consumers knows Tomoe River as, you know, a a great writing paper for fountain pens, but it's also used in many you know, what what percentage of that business is the stationary world and what percentage is, you know, other products that are made from Tomoe River paper, such as, you know, magazines or or other print print or output. You know, that's their consideration isn't, hey, necessarily, hey, are we making the best stationary paper ever? Like that's that's part of the equation, right? So I I just I want to meter like my thoughts just going I hope they create something cool with the knowledge that they're gaining by working with Tomoe and I think it's positive that they want to continue to manufacture something cool which is what it sounds like but I uh, I <laughs> like they call like CY and Jacob we're calling it the new new Tomoe River Paper like at some point it's got to be some new brand right because we're not going to get into like um, you know the Tomoe River paper 93 right that doesn't do anybody any good because it's still never going to be the original and I liked how uh, Jacob called should it call Jacob-
0: it two Moe they just put a <laughs> w in and now it's mm. new u1 it's, mm. the, it's the it's the sequel the squeak
1: like you've you've had a you've had a good show up until this point and, now uh, got better. Yeah, mm, I think like the lack of now coffee. I've elevated to new heights. Yeah, the lack um, of coffee is apparent.
0: I'm living galaxy brain right now. <laughs> That's where I
1: am. But anyway, I I'm with Cy and Jacob that this is only a positive for us who want something similar to this to to continue to be. But I I also almost. I'm at the point where, like, I want to, like, cut the cord on, on what Tomoe River paper was, right? Like, I don't think it's ever going to be what we used to have. If it is, I'll gladly eat my words. but I Believe me, I hope they make the exact same product as the 52 GSM Tomoe River. But my bet is that it will ne- – no, you can't do that. You can't replicate. Like, Tomoe, Tomoe Gawa couldn't replicate it in their own building, right? They Like, Jacob, he called the original uh, Machine 7, tomoe river that's what we all know and love when they moved it to machine nine Tamoe river it just became you know just a, a mess of of quality control right so do we expect another company to come in without machine access to the original tomoe river to make the exact tomoe river there's no way there's no chance so what i hope is that the technical conversations between um the the buying company and Tomoe lead us down a path of making a great new paper for all of us. So I I I hope that's the path that we're leading on. Um, you know, it wasn't a large transaction price as as CW as CW CW Pencils was mentioning <laughs> as CY was mentioning. Um, you know, it's about three million U.S. dollars. Um, because it was just trademark and inventory, but. The new company does sound like they want to continue on the the production or at least the research and attempt at production of producing what uh, Tomoe has made for years and years and years. So, um, you know, I do think it's a it's a it's a positive step, but I think, you know, eventually we'll we'll be thinking fondly of of what Tomoe River paper used to be back in back in my day. And yep. maybe we'll have a new brand that's better. Hey, maybe maybe they make something better. Like that would be cool. But like I, I just think like the tomo paper, um, as we know it is gone.
0: Yeah, I think you're being a little like um tomoe Practical. purist. Like in this idea, <laughs> that, like, why why would you want to use the brand name if you're not gonna make the same product? Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't care, Brad. Like I know, they,
1: they don't care. I agree with yeah.
0: that. That they, they want to just they're going to make a new paper i'm sure i yeah. have faith they'll try and make it as good as they can but mm-hmm. why would they not use the brand because yeah. it has I, brand recognition name recognition so
1: i don't disagree with you it's a it's a small percentage problem right like the, that's what i always talk about stationary. like we're literally like the smallest fraction of percentage of what business they care about right mm. so their bigger business is you know however they're going to sell this new Tomoe River in in bulk to to the customers, not not to our considerations. So yeah, I agree with you. I I do understand
0: that. All right. Let's do some ask TPA questions today. All right. Kurt All right. asks, I'm moving to Atlanta soon. Where should I go pen shopping?
1: New York City. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta is one of the worst stationary cities in the country, bar none. It just is. Change your um, mind, Cut. Bull. Nah, I, be, bull. I would totally live in Atlanta. Atlanta is a cool place to live, but like outside of Archer stationery, um, which is at the uh, Ponce city market, which was one of my favorite shops, uh, in the city. You're, you're not going to find anything you like you really, really want. Um, that's, that's, there's no drum ghouls. There's no Vaness pens. There's no Anderson pens. There's no fountain pen hospital. There's no Farnies. There's no storefront retail presence for stationery. Um, Archer paper, um, in Pont City Market is just a cool store. They kind of, you know, have some more modern stuff. You're not going to go in and find like a wall of fountain pen inks type of stuff, but you'll find some cool things there. But um, I I would I would either go shopping in a different city or at a .com somewhere because uh, this the city of Atlanta does not have the shops that uh fit our needs.
0: That's a shame. I've been to that yeah. store with you. I think it's
1: always Yep, yeah, it's great. We, any anytime we'd have people travel in. From out of town, that were there an extra day for the Atlanta Pen Show, we we drive down there. It's a great place.
0: All right, let's take our final break, and we'll do some more Ask TPA questions. Uh, I'd like I- to thank Camro Industries for the support of this episode, who are introducing the Y Studio Classic Fountain Pen. Y-Studio mixes straightforward design with intentional detailing, and the Classic Fountain Pen is no different. The Classic is Y-Studio's celebration of their 10-year anniversary, and offers a few design updates as well. The Classic is Y-Studio's first fountain pen with their logo personalized on the nib, and it comes in five colorways. Brass, black, red, blue, and green. The coloured pens are finished in a matte lacquer, and the pen has a brass body cut into a hexagonal shape with metallic accents and a balanced weight, offering a solid writing experience. Brad, I know that you've spoken very highly of Y Studio in the past.
1: I almost I did know that this was gonna be the the, the sponsor product for today, but I almost put this product in the show notes because I finally have one coming my way. And I'm such a huge fan pit huge. I, I turned into Mike in that one. I'm a huge fan <laughs> of the Y Studio brassing fountain pen as it is. Like, you know, that is a top tier pen in my list. So what this new classic design is, it's a little bit bigger. It has a number six nib. It has um several different barrel colors, which you mentioned. I I wanna I'm not even sure which color I have come in. I want to say red, but I'm not positive. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I cannot wait to get it in and check it out because I just love this brand so so much. They're just one of my favorite brands because it, it's a really unique product. Like again, it's it's a not it's not a mass market product. It's not for, this is not a product for everyone, but for people who who do like this style and this feel and the story behind the products. It's hard to get better than than what Y Studio does in my book. I'm I'm a a super fan of the brand, so I'm anxious to get this pen in and see what they're telling me um, with this new design. Like it, it holds up to the the classic y, y Studio. You look at it and you go, oh yeah, that's a Y Studio pen, oh, but it it's a little good. bit different. It's a little bit bigger. A um, little bit more colorful, a little bit more of a statement than the some of the more understated uh, stuff that they've done in the past, um, while still just keeping it like a full, full Y Studio idea. So
0: yeah, I like uh, that. I'm on looking the color forward ones, to this. The brass comes through on all of the edges. Yep, the that's pretty
1: much that's their uh, their brassing style. Even mm-hmm. though I don't know that they're considering these like the brassing uh pens we'll see if it ships with sandpaper my guess it doesn't is it doesn't <laughs> but uh we'll see
0: soon enough yeah that looks super sweet you can go check it out for yourself now at penshalay.com and you can see the new y studio classic fountain pen or you can click the link in the show notes and you can find it out for yourself that's penshalay.com or click the link in the show notes to check out the new y studio classic fountain pen Our thanks to camera industries for their continued support of this show at relay fm So next up, question from Spats who asks, do you ever use pen flush? And if you do, when do you feel that it should be used?
1: I own it. I use it. um, But not that much because I generally keep my pens in good condition. Um, It's not something I would use every time I personally clean my pens because sometimes I clean my pens like every three or four weeks or so. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm never really getting to the point of no return where you get the benefit of the pen flush. So what the pen flush does help with is cleaning out some more extreme cases where you can actually just like sit your pen or sit the, the nib and the feed in there and let the pen flush do its work. Um, soak it and, um, you know, for multiple hours and just kind of let it do its job. And I I think it's great. And you can like buy the pre-made flush or you can go, uh, I think that Ana has a link at the well-appointed desk, how to make your own at home. It's just basically... You know, I I won't I don't have the the parts right, but it's like mm. it's something as simple as like nine parts water, one part ammonia, or something like that. There's a real simple concoction um, that I know people who have emailed me. I've pointed them to that. They've used it and they found that it did a really great job on their pins. So it's the best used when you have like a serious cleaning issue you need to tackle. Um, so while I do own it, I never get my pins into that situation. Uh, while Mike on the other hand is an investor in pen flush companies
0: i have some mhm mm-hmm. i don't use it very often shocker why is that a shocker to you you mm, don't know because you never you clean your pens one. you never I clean do. your pens so
1: why would you use it if that's you
0: that's not you, a com- that's not completely
1: yeah you know, i i do clean my pens <laughs> i mean yes i mean that is a fact i that is a fact the frequency Mm -hmm. We'll leave
0: that detail uh, unspoken. That can can be debated, but I do Mm -hmm. clean them. (laughs) Ben asks, debating on which size (laughs) of Pelican M series I want to get. What is the best way to try these without going to a pen show? Would you find a store that has them? I'm debating between the M600 and the M800, as I think the 200 and 400 series would be too small for me.
1: This is a good question, and 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 kind kind of tough to answer. So, I mean, obviously, finding a store that has them is great, right? Exactly. Like, I hope you don't, I hope you don't live in Atlanta because you won't find a store there that has them. Mm-hmm. But like, if you go to, if you're able to get to a store that is a Pelican dealer, they will literally have one of everything for you to try, right? You're probably on the right track that the 200-400 series will be too small. I think in general, it's too small for most people. I happen to like it because, again, I like small pens. But the perfect Pelican sizes are the 600 and 800. And there is some difference between those, a pretty sizable difference to be quite honest. Um, I don't even consider the 1000. Uh, that's just like a complete special pen. Like you really need to try that before you, you, you buy that. That's just an, an outrageously huge pen. The 800 is a really big pen. Like if you like big pens, you cannot. lie. And you cannot lie. You should
0: try.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's just how this show's going today. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I, I, as someone who prefers pens on the smaller size, I didn't find the eight hundred to be
0: overwhelming. The funny thing okay. about Pelican pens it was two things. One, I love that they have this like very simple sizing system. Mm-hmm. The bigger the number, the bigger the pen. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. But mm-hmm. you look at pictures of an M one thousand. Mm -hmm. may as well be an m200 (laughs) it's impossible to tell just at product photos right about how big the pen is
1: if it's by itself yes their designs are so tight across the board they're they're, it looks exactly the same
0: yeah depending on the set which is funny which is so, it is the kind of like it, it's the uh the king of pen type thing right which i also yeah. thought was hilarious it was like oh yep. it's like you just took the pen and you you <laughs> just scale you just went in photoshop and just yep. made it bigger you know <laughs> it's
1: exactly right exactly right if i'm going in blind to this and not able to test anything and i really want to get a pelican i'm going to go with a 600 i think it's just the perfect all around size it's honestly not too big um some people that like the 800 will say the 600s small but i the 600s kind of like the most i mean it's obvious saying this but it's just like the most traditional midsize size pin in in their lineup and i think it probably fits the most people um but the 800 it, it's it's a joyous rider like i've had i've owned more 800s uh than i have 600s just because they they do tend to do a little bit more you know different materials, more additions with the 800 than the 600. But this, if I was buying one today, I would probably go for the 600 because I I did tend to not ink up the 800 because it was a little large. But it just depends on what Ben's looking for. I I don't think you, there's a wrong answer between those two, but there is a there is a pretty good size difference across the board on those. You know nib size, weight, just diameter, length, feel. Um, I, there's Pelican has really defined steps up the ladder to where they're really very different from each other as as you go. Um, But I think the 600 and the 800 are the two best sizes.
0: Jill wants to know, or Gil wants to know. I'm going to say Gil with one Mm. L, most likely. Yep. Uh, (laughs) This is actually kind of funny considering the question. Mm. Is it diamine or diamine?
1: I mean... You're asking I us mind. like, like <laughs> we know. <laughs> Have you ever listened to this show, Gilles? Maybe it's
0: Gilles. <laughs> Gilles, Gilles Obon.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, it's diamine. Really? I, I mean, like if you don't know, mm. if you just say it confidently, uh-huh. like people believe you.
0: Oh, right. see, I would say it's diamine.
1: <laughs> i mean you're british they're a british company why don't you call them today why okay. don't you call them put us on pause call yep. them and see how they answer the phone
0: all right hold on one minute all right yes I'm. <laughs> i checked
1: <laughs> oh my yeah i i started out in, in in my career, uh, talking about pens as diamine, and now I call them diamine, and I don't know what's correct.
0: <laughs> and Joe asks, if you could pick one Blackwing volume to use forever, say you would have an endless supply of this one, which would it be? For Joe, it would be the hardest job in the world one. Not the, uh, When I originally read mm. this, I was mm. like, oh, Joe <laughs> Joe would struggle with this. Is that what it meant? Yeah. No, yeah. it meant... There is an edition called "The Hardest mm-hmm. Job in the World." All
1: right, so if I'm just looking at the volumes edition, boy, I did not prep for this. So the two, oh, boy, the two, the first two that come to mind are the, and I, I don't know the numbers. Although the the Suffragette is 19, I think I, I would. That's on the list. The Exquisite Corpse is on the list, which is kind of the lavender one with the blue eraser. And then probably the Ravi Shankar one, and that's probably it. We right. have to pick one. Oh, I gotta pick one.
0: Yeah, that's the question.
1: God, there's still Jackie Robinson and Joe DiMaggio?
0: If you could pick one, and
1: there's some of the OG ones.
0: Because the thing is that you're doing right now, what you this this mm. is too many for me to to keep track of mm. and add to the show notes. So I'm not All right, I'm find gonna find pick.
1: I'm gonna page. pick one. I'm gonna pick one I'm gonna say exquisite corpse you'll have to figure exquisite out, corpse you'll have to figure out the number I th- I think it's a cool story I think it's a cool idea I think it's a cool um, it's a very simple design but it's kind of like messed up <laughs> in the good way pos- best way possible and I think it has the 602 core if not the extra firm core. But re- regardless of the core, I've used that one pretty frequently. So if you're going to put me down, ask me next week. If someone else sends in an STPA next week, I'm probably picking a different one.
0: Blackwing Exquisite.
1: I don't even know what if that way? was the official name. I don't know if that was the official
0: name of it. But uh, I'll find it for you. The Exquisite Corpse Pencil, volume number 54. Mm-hmm. Why is it called mm-hmm.
1: that? It's an art movement. Ah. Um, so, yeah. So it's like, it's like a, I guess it's more pink than lavender with a blue eraser. Yeah. So, you know, I, I like the, um, I like the art movement ones. So,
0: you do. Yeah. You're very artsy.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, let me see which core this has. But it's, it's definitely one of the, I mean, I like all the cores, but I, I do prefer just the writing with the, the 602 or the extra firm. It doesn't list it real easily. So, never mind. Someone will let us know. But yeah. Awesome. So, like, how Exquisite Corpse works? I'll just read it real quick. First, we separated the pencil into five components: graphite, lacquer, imprint, ferrule, eraser. Then we blindly selected the design for each component and assembled the results. The finished pencil features a rose barrel, teal imprint, silver ferrule, blue eraser, and our extra firm graphite. So there it is. So, um, hmm. you know, it's a way. Um, you know, it, it's a it's a creative type of uh story they're trying to tell here so i like it so yeah that's the one
0: so i mentioned earlier at the top of the show that uh there was going to be a uh limited edition mark one today and it's, mm-hmm. it's out now it's green and brass Ooh.
1: hey yeah. i know someone else who does green and brass that's cool looks pretty that nice should go well very yeah. Christmassy. I think it's a green and, i mean it's hard to beat green and
0: brass yeah, right? and there's 300 of them and there's 269 available right now it just dropped mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. put it in the Very. show notes but it probably won't be available by the time you're hearing this
1: i don't know you're pretty fast but people That's would have true. to know to, people would have to know to forward to the end yeah to, well and to also it's, it's so. gonna take
0: a little bit longer today because i'm gonna i'm gonna have my coffee break after <laughs> the show
1: you need it buddy i'm in dire
0: need. Yeah. Thank you. Times. Did zones. you say diamine? I mean, duh di- <laughs> oh, <laughs> this has been a good one today, man. Wow, so good. The comedy, really. We're a comedy mm. podcast now. Oh, that's so what everyone comes to us for. for. Mm-hmm.
1: So hilarious. Those guys who talk about pens and make They're, we pen are the pens. funniest.
0: All right. If you would like to find show notes for this week's episode, you can go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash four eight six. And you can find all of our links and information there. I would like to thank our wonderful sponsors for this week's episodes, Kemero Industries, Squarespace, and Pen Chalet. If you want to find Brad online, you can go to penaddict.com and spokedesign.com. Brad streams on Twitch three times a week, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at twitch.tv slash penaddict. Uh, you can find Brad on Instagram. He is at penaddict on Instagram. Dowdyism on Twitter and Brad on micro.blog. I am I Mike I am Y K E, and uh, we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.